The Simply Standout Marketing Podcast is for you, the small business owner wanting to supercharge your marketing with simple, actionable strategies and inspiration so you can smash your goals and grow your business. Now it's your turn to discover what actions to take to make your business truly stand out and succeed. Let's get started. And welcome to the Simply Stand Up Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki O'Mara, and today I'm super excited to be joined by Bryce Cap from Milton and King, a leading luxury designer, wall coverings design, and manufacturing business. Welcome, Bryce, to the podcast. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's wonderful. Look, um, to give people a bit of an introduction um, on who you are, uh, you are the head of product and brand at Milton and King. You're also the co-founder along with your brother, Richard. Um, and look, together the two of you have created a really remarkable business with a, you know, as we were just talking about, a global audience, so which is fantastic. So you're the best person to tell your story rather than me. So from a marketing and a business point of view, Look, I love your vision, your innovation, and I love your strategy and the story behind Milton and King. So can you actually tell us a bit about the startup of Milton and King? Yeah, I certainly can. It certainly hasn't been an overnight thing. Um, We've been at it for about 14 years. The brand has evolved quite a bit significantly over, over that time, but originally it was a bit of a struggle. We we actually got into canvas prints um, to start with and uh, was doing that. We had the wrong equipment and had to borrow some money off our oldest brother to to get started, but um, he threw it on his mortgage and, and came to the party, which was very good. So we bought a printer. We were doing canvas prints. We were doing stuff for, you know, John Murray out at Lightning Ridge and art reproductions and stuff. And, and we did a brochure up that, that said that we could do wallpaper and, and we, we couldn't. Um, we had no idea how to. So Richard got out and hit the road, saw all the interior designers with this brochure, and um, there was a lot more response for that. And we thought, hang on, there, there might be something in this and, and there might be a market there. At that time, digital wallpaper wasn't a thing. There was no off-the-shelf solution for it or any real way of doing it successfully and commercially. But um, we just trialled and tested and battled on and we used that machine that we had, which wasn't right. We then hand sprayed it metre by metre. Using the same spray, we coated the canvases in. We'd roll out a metre and and then spray it and then let that dry. Um, but somehow we managed to sell this stuff, and that just sort of kept us going, really. And, and at the whole time, we are also doing canvas prints, and, and we just continued on. I think the first year we did about nine grand in, in wallpaper and and, and that was enough to, you know, to, to get us excited about the potential of, of the market. And that just sort of grew from there. A few things fell in our lap. We got approached by some uh, a company in Japan that wanted to sell it. I don't know how he found us, but he did. And then that sort of that sort of made things happen and, and made us really, you know, con- you know, uh, just continue to develop how we did it. But. I'm skimming through it pretty briefly there, but the, the, yeah, it's it's been a mission to be honest, an absolute mission. Absolutely, it has. Yeah. I didn't realise that you started off doing prints. 
Um, I just, you know, like so many, so many businesses start doing one thing and then go, oh, okay, um, let's just, <laughs> that's not working. Yeah. Let's change. And right. uh, <laughs> how great that biggest, you can do it. Yeah, the biggest thing, well, the eye opener with that is, is, is that we were, we were hand making our frames and we were, you know, doing our canvas prints, and then we went and saw this guy in Glen Ennis who's producing, you know, hundreds of, of thousands of prints a day sort of thing. He's got these, you know, mechanical stretches and all this sort of stuff, and we've just gone, oh, my God, how we, we can't compete with a dude like this. Like, <laughs> this isn't where it's at. And uh, so we thought, oh, this isn't commercial enough. So that's – and that and that was really what drove us down the wallpaper route is that there's no – the future of canvas prints was, was – you know, fading, I think, and, and, and the difficulty was too high and just not scalable. So we, yeah, we, we chased that, that wallpaper. Yeah, because wallpaper is one of those things where, you know, really I haven't seen for up until, you know, the last probably five or ten years. Yep. Um it was always something I remember as gro- growing up. You know, people would have my grandmother had wallpaper yeah. Um, yeah. on her walls, and so it's obviously making a comeback, without a doubt. If fourteen years later you're still here, yeah, well, it's a, it is. I mean, we've had to chase the market, and the market in Australia has been difficult. Um, so we've 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 headed overseas where the sale of wallpaper is a lot easier. They're more educated around buying online. They're more educated around wallpaper. So the sale there is a lot easier and, and, and you know, 90% of our product goes overseas. So, yeah, wallpaper certainly is making a comeback, but it's not making a comeback quick enough in Australia, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that, that can be something to work on anyway. Yeah, so yeah. now, hey, look, you do things or you've done them very differently from the very start and you've went straight direct to consumer rather yep. than, you know, setting up your own store or selling into actual stores. Yep. What made you decide to go direct to consumer and, you know, what have been the benefits of doing that? There's, there's a couple of reasons behind that. We did actually wholesale for a while. When we changed our, our production technology, we went to a, a faster machine that would do three rolls a minute and that allowed us to then, uh, it brought our production costs right down and allowed us to do uh, some volume and on the back of that we went into wholesale and, and we were selling through all the leading wallpaper stores in Australia and, and it worked reasonably well but the volume just wasn't there. It, we couldn't, it wasn't going to sustain us really so we said, we pulled back from wholesale and said, look, we're going to have to take that margin ourselves and, and go direct to consumer. The other side of that is that we had catalogs, websites up that were basically just catalogs um, and we uh, were getting approached by all these people overseas and we thought, well, we've got to turn these things into a, a store and we'll sell direct. Obviously, on the back of that comes a heap of logistical issues in terms of freight and all that sort of stuff, customer support, heaps of, yeah, there's a lot of things you've got to work through in order to go direct to consumers. So, it, yeah, it's, it was, it's been the right decision but it hasn't been an easy one. No, no. Well, I can imagine. And you would have, you know, over the 14 years, you know, was it just you and your brother at the start and, and what have you grown to now? Uh, it was. We roped in mum and dad too, so they were pretty cheap cheap labour <laughs> for a long time. We actually moved in with mum and dad when we started, so we were both obviously a lot younger and, and skinnier back then. So we moved in with mum and dad and roped them in. Uh, they worked with us for... Oh, the best part of eight years, I think. 
so that there was the four of us, and then we we hired a couple of people. Um, a few mistakes, and it's been hard to find uh, the staff. But then we've we've hired along the way some absolute crackers that are that are still with us. That like Haley just informed me that it's her six year anniversary the other day. So, and they've and they've transformed our business. Like um, you know, we, at the start we found it hard to to, to let things go, but. Um, out of necessity, you do, and, and and those people that you trust to, to you know, represent what we do and how, how we operate, and they've done it beautifully. They've, they've really shone. Yeah. What, so what's, all up, sorry, sorry, all up. There's, no, there's probably right. about I think there's twelve of us. So there's there's uh, four or five in the US, and and there's six or seven depending on volume uh, here in Australia. Wow. Well, that's yeah. a and that's a good size team. There's also one in the UK too, but I keep forgetting about him. <laughs> in terms of, you know, you've been in business for a while, what's something that you've, you know, wished that you'd known back when you first started that would have helped you along the way? Mm. I think we've probably made a few mistakes in terms of, you know, chasing fool's gold, I guess, and, and not being and being distracted about, about you know, endless potential. Like you look at something and go, oh, let's go chase that, let's get that. Whereas staying direct to, you know, where your money comes from is is probably the biggest thing. Like to begin with, we, we were trying to spread ourselves too thin, but now we know where the money comes from and, and, and we, you know, that's that's our main focus. Yep, yeah. And that's, I think for, for most businesses, I know from my own experience, you it's something that you do do until you are really sure this is my niche, this is my specialisation, mm-hmm. this is where I'm going ahead and I'm not getting off that track because otherwise, well, for me, you end up wasting so much time doing other things That's and right. then you come come back. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And the cost of, of cost of these mistakes too, like you, you sort of look and go, oh, this, and, and because we're online and we're doing a lot of e-commerce stuff, the investment in, in doing something it's not only time, but it's it, there's a cost involved, and then it doesn't work, and you go, well, Christ, what are we doing? Like we should have just stuck to what we know and, and done that better. So, yeah. yeah. What have been some of your heart the hardest things with going online and selling online that you've found? The hardest things, I suppose, the customer support has been a bit has been tough for us because our markets are overseas. We we have to we, we do sampling, so we we sell samples on the site. So supplying those samples domestically has been because obviously you can't ship a four dollar sample from Australia. So working out how to get through that hurdle has, has been tough, and then particularly when we've been based in Australia, um, and and the customer support that goes on the back of that has also been a bit difficult, just with the time zones and, and all that sort of stuff. The shipping and everything it's pretty easy. Like DHL runs pretty a very good organisation. We've got a good rate, so that's actually not too bad. But yeah, it's just that education and so on, really, and, and and marketing is you know constant. It's it's selling the brand is is obviously, but you can't sell a secret, so it's hard. Yeah, and look, marketing keeps changing as well, so that always makes mm. things <laughs> that makes Absolutely. things interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, look, you're talking about the education side of things um, just before. How have you gone about convincing a broader audience and, you know, especially, say, Australians but also, you know, in the US and, and America and Canada, mm-hmm. that wallpaper is back on trend and easy to use and um, 
trying to, you know, get people interested that way? Well, firstly, the Australian one's really tough. We haven't educated the market very well here at all. We've kind of been waiting for a big player to roll on through and go, right, I'll educate the market, and on the back of that we might get a few more sales. But in the US it's mostly down to we do we have a very good influencer outreach program. So we give away a couple of roles in return for, you know, a big list of, of uh, content and, and assets. Which works really well, and obviously it snowballs from that. Uh, we have a, a blog that we we promote and, and do a lot of work on the Facebook ads and, the, and all those sort of that, you know top of funnel type stuff. But really, it's it's the influencer stuff, the influencer program that is is the most successful. But in the US, wallpaper's always been a thing. Um, they're not afraid. They're, they're very uh, brave in their choices and. and the market's so massive, then it's it's really not a hard sell. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I was, you know, I love some of your designs are incredible, and scrolling through, you know, you have so many products, and it was great to I, I sit here and look at my office and go, oh, that could actually work really, really well here and here, and and I thought, well, it can't actually be too hard if you're selling it online and um, to do, and I think back in. You know, 10, 20 years ago, you you see all the, the fails of people putting up wallpaper mm. and it's obviously a, a lot easier to do now and the, you know, sorry, not the patterns, uh, the designs are just simply unbelievable. Yeah, they are. So uh, the, the wallpaper base is obviously, with most things, has improved over time. So it's now a non-woven base, which means it's a it's a, a fibrous backing with a paper top layer. And what that allows you to do is put the glue straight on the wall and then just without any water or anything, it just sticks straight to that. And uh, you use enough glue to be able to slip it around and put it where you want it and then trim it up. Uh, it also allows for big, easy removal. So big sheets, of comes off in big sheets. So you don't need a steamer or really to struggle with it. It's, comes off and then you just got to clean the glue off so in terms of putting pa- the paper up now it's it's yeah it's a piece of cake it's really easy so you just need to be patient and well organized really but <laughs> um in terms of our designs um ours is a digital surface print so they're all flat so we try and you know create our, our designs now are it's really important for us to, to collaborate with artists and, and our in-house team to do designs that, that are, you know, that have a lot of texture, have a lot of depth, uh, are more traditional in their designs. Although we collaborate with a lot of pretty out-there artists, we, we, we see an opportunity for more traditional patterns. And, and that also circles back to who we, our competitors are. So we compete with traditional manufacturers um, just because of the type of product we have. And obviously they've been making wallpaper for hundreds of years and they've got lots of analogue-type technology that do things very different to what we do and, and produce a product that's quite different but, you know, amazing. So it's, 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 yeah, we've, we've got to be on the, on the cusp of, doing, of new, creating new sort of designs and, and, and trends uh, in order to have a different point of uh, entrance into the market, I guess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And look, you've got that worldwide audience as well, which is remarkable. And for a lot of businesses, taking that step from, you know, being just selling within their own country, whether it be, you know, Australia, the US or or wherever, 
taking it to that broader audience. From a marketing perspective, what's working really well now for you um, with that with having a global audience? Because there are different words, there are different, yeah. <laughs> there are so many things that um, that <laughs> can be uh, misconstrued or uh, change once you go from one country to the next. Yeah, so our markets are really only North America and, and the UK. Uh, we do a little bit in Europe, but not a lot. So, in terms of, of, of the clarity around our, our message, it's it's pretty easy. It's pretty pretty much the same across the board. Each market has a different uh, different um, trends, I guess. They, they they sell different products into different markets, which is which is quite surprising. Um, it's also a bit seasonal. In terms of what's working for us, we, we we're still doing pretty well with Facebook, Pinterest, and obviously Instagram, which is the same thing. We've got a, you know, our average order value is high enough that we're able to still see a profit out of Facebook ads. So that's still working well for us. I guess we, because the luxury we have is that we're a manufacturer. So we're not a drop shipping site. We're, a, we're not selling someone else's products. We're selling our own. So we have margin in that. So with that margin, we're able to probably push a little deeper than what a dropshipping website would be able to selling someone else's products. So I think what we're probably see what we're seeing now and what we'll see into the future is that we'll still be able to continue to push through Facebook ads and 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 I'll see a few of our competition competitors probably fall off and not be able to to keep up quite as well. Uh, and that's where those direct to consumer brands will will probably push to the fore because they have that that margin in the product. It is obviously with with all these updates to Apple and iOS 14 and 15. It is hard to obviously um, track our conversions and, and our, our lifetime values and, and all that sort of jazz. But as a as a whole ecosystem, it still worked quite well. Yep. Yeah. And what about things like? I mean, obviously you've got a website, and <clears throat> you know that's the that's the base for for all of your marketing. Uh, what mm-hmm. about things like email marketing? Do you do much of that? Yeah, we do a lot of that. So we have we we use Clavio, which is a automated system. It also does campaigns and so on. It's really good. It's the metrics it gets and the data it gets from from customers and uh, is really is really good. On the back of that, we can leverage quite a bit of segmentation and, and deliver, you know, unique messages to each customer. We currently work. I'm actually doing back in there now. I haven't updated that for a bit, so we're back in Clavio now and just and just rejigging our our welcome flows and trying to with on the back of the you know the Apple updates and the Google updates. What it has done is it's made the value of your customer um, so much greater, and that that own data like your email list and your SMS list becomes very important and and turning those customers into uh, getting more value out of those customers rather than you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on getting new customers. It's you're far better off obviously squeezing a bit more out of the current ones. So just, yeah, fine-tuning all those little things just to, to increase those, um, those lifetime values. Yeah. And, and, look, it's one of those things that I always say, to people, you know, having your email list, you know, your SMS, your customer details, all of those type of things is absolute gold because, mm-hmm. you know, anything can – Facebook could disappear next year. That's I right. don't think it will, but one day it probably will. Like Google, what was probably it, Google Plus? I mean, it's gone and then there'll be – 
then there's, you know, there's TikTok, there's Snapchat, mm. there's, you know, not that Snapchat's your audience, but there will always be something new and you'll never own it. And mm. we've all found, was it last year, I think last year in Australia, when they decided to close all the news sites, but all these other sites got, mm. uh, all these other pages got taken down That's too. Right. Yeah. And it's just not having that control, which is what I love about having, you know, your websites with your lead magnets and mm. then going to emails and email funnels and uh, things along those lines. It's it's something that you own that no one else can has any control over, uh, which That's is always right. a good one. And it's uh, also, you know, obviously you've got full control over the tone of voice and, and your outward message uh, through those, you know, through those those lists so it's you know it's the it's the best way to tell your story it's yeah we're big fans of email and we've only just started sms so we only do that in the us we we use attentive but it's going really well it's it's converting well for us um and we'll start doing sms blasts once we throw up a new product soon so it'll be interesting to see how those go but um yeah it's it's a winner uh, for us so far yeah and that's great Mm. i find Companies who can do SMS well just absolutely reap the benefits, but Mm. so many, well, actually, I think too many businesses do SMS really, really badly and also messaging on, you know, Facebook messaging and things things along those lines. They do them so badly and so it's spammy and horrible and Mm. cringeworthy that people, um, it's it's the quickest way to you to lose a prospective customer but that's yeah. the same as you know doing email badly or that's um, right or anything but yeah I, I really, those that can I, do it do amazingly so we our, our angle with the sms is um is i found some old photos of richard and i when we were um starting and you know holding up our first piece of paper and so we're sort of we're <laughs> sort of we're working on that sort of angle we want to try and tell a bit of a story with some humor and that's working pretty well so it's and it's also a bit more you know it's not quite as formal as as, as email so you can have a bit of fun with it it's it's yeah it's converting well it's going it's good yeah oh that's fantastic and look stories are the things that people want to know about the stories as well as you know they want to know that you can give them the the transformation in the room that they're looking for or yep. the results that they're looking for internal and external but they also want to know your story. Um, yeah. I'm amazed by the number of of businesses, no matter what they are, that even on their website, they don't even say who they are. Like there's no names, there's no, there's yeah, not even no. a story, let alone the uh, people, the, is, the people behind the it. Not a, yeah, <laughs> well, half the time there's not even a contact phone number, so I don't, I don't yeah. understand how they, how they operate. Well, yeah. A lot, uh, yeah. Don't do so well with their websites, but that's a whole mm. that's a whole other story. So, now, hey, what have you found have been your biggest challenges with you know your marketing and communication? Um, well, it's always been capital. Capital's the, the the issue through the whole system. Like, if you don't have capital, it, it makes it it's just it slows everything down. Obviously, we're we're one hundred percent custom funded, so you know we, we've had to wait for the sales to increase in order to, to take the next step. So it's it's it has been a drawn-out process. We didn't start really, apart from our outreach program, we didn't start marketing until probably about two years ago. We, we didn't run any ads. 
on any channel. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's, and that was just down to, you know, it was down to capital and the cost of doing so. So, um, yeah, we, we relied heavily on that outreach program, and that worked really well. But obviously, once you can afford to spend a few dollars on on ads, it, it helps. Yeah, have you seen a really big difference since you started doing more marketing? Yeah, obviously we've had we've had some pretty big growth. Yeah, like it has. So the traffic, I think, to our site probably, let's say, two years ago, we were probably doing oh, maybe a thousand hits a day, whereas now we're about one hundred eighty thousand hits a month. So yep, yeah, it's significant. And obviously, you know, it all comes down to that lead capture and so on. So it's all good to drive traffic, but you want to make them make them into a customer along the funnel somewhere. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's, <clears throat> um, but I mean, that's as you know, you know, that's driving the right people to the website and then getting them to do what you want them to do once they're on there. Um, that's right. It's it's never it's never a simple solution. <laughs> no, and unfortunately, wallpaper is not an impulse buyer. So you know, we do get it's usually about us, you know, anywhere from three visits to six visits before they make a, a purchase. And generally, that purchase is a sample. And then once they receive their sample pack, it's usually you know another couple of weeks before they make a decision. So it's yeah, it does have a it, it's got a our, our sales cycle is a pretty long one, which is. Um, it, which is, you know, throws up other challenges as well. Yeah, but you at least you know those metrics and you understand this is how long it takes, and um, yep. which is which is half the battle. Once you actually understand um, that it does take three to six visits and and mm. the whole process, it does make it so much simpler to work out what your marketing is. I've always found. Absolutely. No. Now look, you've been in business for a long time. What achievements are you most proud of over that time? I think just getting to where we are is a massive one. Um, we constantly beat uh, each month is usually better than the last. So, you know, we, the growth we've had is, is a real achievement. We won that Export Award Cup uh, last year, um, which was good recognition. So that was the e-commerce Export Award. So that was nice, but yeah, really, it's just the it's the it's the growth that keeps driving us. Like we we look at that and go, you know, we feel like we've we've barely gotten started yet. You know, we've got so much potential left to go. So, and and the and the excitement of rolling out new new um, you know new uh, products and so on. It's uh, that's what drives us to keep going, I guess. Yep. Well, you've certainly uh, you've certainly achieved a lot now. How many designs have you actually got now? Uh, it's it's climbing every every week. I'd say we're probably around the seven hundred uh, unique SKUs. But if you take into account colorways and everything, we're probably around the fifteen hundred SKUs. So um, yeah, wow. a lot of product. Yeah, a lot of product. That- that is a lot of products, and that's a whole other challenge in itself to, you know, put send people down the right path on your website, without a yeah. doubt, to try and find this is what they want rather than that's right, and that's, freaking them that out is, with that many. Yeah, that is a constant work on for us. We haven't quite nailed that down on our site. Um, is the filtering and how to how to direct, you know, how to how a customer can navigate through so many products. 
and you know they don't generally know what they're looking for, which is part of the battle. They've got a bit of an idea, but you know, so it really that, that filtering and that search is yeah is a constant work on for us. And obviously, bloody spot speed is yeah. is an ongoing battle too. Yeah, and look, I think anything in business, it doesn't matter what you're in, it's always going to be that constant. Okay, how can we make things better? Like. Uh, Nothing will ever be perfect the first time no. you put it out. No. Um, so I used to think that, that you yeah. could do it, but, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. No, our site is constantly evolving and we constantly have issues. So it's, you know, it's, you know, we used to talk to these bricks and mortar stores. Oh, they, 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 they complain about everyone that's got a website. And, uh and we'd say, look, I don't think you quite understand how much work goes into maintaining a website and the cost of a website and you know, driving traffic. You've got a store that people walk into. Um, yeah, so it's it's <laughs> it's a funny one, but you know, e-commerce is evolving pretty rapidly. It's it's the take up on it is is massive. Um, you know, you've got Amazon to really thank for educating the market on how to buy online. Like it's it's you know that's where it's it's. For us, it's, um, you know, if the internet broke one day, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I think I think a hell of a lot of businesses actually <laughs> would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. No, without a doubt. So, Now, what's next for Milton and King? Uh, so we're currently setting up a showroom in Dallas. Um, we were in Austin with our, our customer support and sampling, but we've moved that to the design district in Dallas and we've got 400 square metres or whatever that is in feet. Big, big one, yeah. Um, and that'll be showroom and production. So we're taking, we're putting in a, a printer over there, and we'll be taking all the US orders off Australia here and, and just printing them domestically. Um, so that'll be great. We'll be quicker to market. Americans love to buy American, so all that sort of stuff is 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 going to be very good. We're obviously really dropping our DHL bill, which will be <laughs> is the main driver behind it, is to get rid of that bloody shipping expense. So that's exciting. We've got a, a few updates on the site which are, are going to be, um, or we're hoping are going to be very um, very positive. We're probably trying to get into a wholesale market or designing a wholesale collection for drop shipping sites. So um, that's something we're, we've found what we're good at is is, is curating collections and, and production. So we're just, you know, maximising those things basically. Fantastic. Well, it's going to be a uh, busy few few years ahead, I'd imagine. Yeah, and that's and you know, then you can look at the EU and go, well, let's let's convert it into a few different languages, and you know, how do we customer support those languages? And yeah, it's it's but you know, where do you stop? Yep, I was going to say one step at a time. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, now look, where can people find you? Obviously, online. Um, yep. So miltonandking.com, um, if you're in Australia, you better throw up forward slash AU on that. Um, we're on Instagram, Milton and King, Facebook, Milton and King. Um, we're even, even doing the TikTok talking, uh. as I like to call it, the, <laughs> younger, the young people in our office. Um, but, we're yeah, we're, there's an opportunity there, but we haven't quite hit that yet. So, um, But that's about it. Um, otherwise, you can walk into 306 Rutherland Street and say hello, or if you're in Dallas, you'll be able to go to uh, 900 Dragon Street in Dallas. 
Fantastic. Well, look, we'll put all that information in the show notes so people can just uh, click through and and find it all. But uh, thank you so much, Bryce, for taking the time and, and coming and talking to me. And I'm sure your story will help a lot of other people who are either, you know, around the same stage of business or just starting out and going, <clears throat> you know, what was I thinking? Where am I going to now? Oh, look, uh, <laughs> if, 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 Richard and I have often said, like, if, if we had to start again, we probably wouldn't. Like, it's it's been it's been hard work and, you know, like when we couldn't get finance for our first printer, Richard used to sleep in front of a demo and we'd use it at night and roll out his swag and, and, and he'd sleep in front of it. But... Um, the guy that was selling the machine got jack of that because we were only paying for ink and, and we were racking up more hours on it than he was. So, you know, it, it's taken everything and it, and, it, and it's a lot of involvement from mum and dad and, and, and anyone else that was willing to, to give us a hand to get going. Like it's it's been a long a long road but, oh, you know, I'm very glad we've kept at it but if you were to do it again, you'd have to think twice, I think. It's been massive. <laughs> So, oh well, you've. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to be coming up in your future. And um, yep, I, I think I'm going to uh, have to check out. I need to change the white walls in the office here. So, <laughs> well, there you go. That's part of the problem. Is, is and I think which and I've narrowed it down to the real estate market in Australia is that the white walls and the and the and the white everything is is the battle. Like if we can convince everyone that. To sell your house doesn't have to be white. I think we'd be we'd be halfway there. <laughs> True. Go and start yeah. with the real estate agents on that one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's lovely. Thanks for listening to the Simply Standout Marketing Podcast. Head over to simplystandoutmarketing.com for the show notes, downloads, and even more great stuff to help you grow your business with marketing made simple. 